Thanks for listening to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast. Our podcast has tripled in growth over the last year, and we'd like to say thank you. It's because of you we're growing. The great thing about the podcast is that we're able to cover some edgy topics and discuss them in a very real way without having to worry about advertisers. To keep it this way and to keep it growing, we're asking you, our loyal subscribers, to give. Give at least about $5 a month minimum. Become a Patreon supporter of GP3. We will shout you out and include you in upcoming monthly e-blast. And there's more to come. At least $5. That's barely, what, giving up two gallons of gas a month? Go to our podcast page and sign up click the link to support our podcast you can do it here's the show we three from gp ran to tommy b broadcasting live on your frequency giving you updates on these georgia streets these are voices for the people that don't get to speak Issues, black news, the conversation's deep Shout out to Slick I'm Nick. going in on the beat iPods, Androids, or your laptop These boys swinging for the fence, saying lie Then came a long way from being homies on the block From afros and braids and now they at the top You want facts? This is where I get them from GP3RTT at gmail.com Send them feedback and they'll be sure to send a response I gotta go now, the show starts in 3, 2, 1 Welcome to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast Connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail 413-556-9546. Follow us on iTunes. Give us a five star. Follow us on SoundCloud. GP3 Homies from the Block. And now, here's Ran and Tommy B. GP3 Homies from the Block. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome back. It is round 128. GP3 is in the building. How y'all doing? Hope all is well. Tommy B is here. Ran is in the building. Ran, how you doing, man? Doing great, man. How you doing? Are you psychic, man? <laughs> Why you say that, partner? Because, <laughs> I, I mean, well, you know, I got an announcement for you, but the Mueller report drops this week. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. You know, what a biggie. And, and well, a biggie that it dropped. And we'll talk about well, some other. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Observations. But, um, Kind of bittersweet, man. I'm going to start the show off and let folks know that uh, my co-host, Ran, is uh, retiring from the show full time, yet he'll still be providing commentary on the show. Kind of bittersweet. But the reason I was saying, are you psychic? Because the same week, <laughs> you decide, you know what I mean? You know oh, what I mean? I hadn't, you know. <laughs> Did you know? Were you talking to Muller? Coincident. Were you talking yeah, to Muller? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I called. I called Bobby up, man, and you know we were. You know, I told him he had to do some things. He had to do some things. Hey, man, let everybody know the GP three story. We'll get in. Okay, GP three stands for Grove Park Three. Uh, the three of us uh, come from the Grove Park community in Atlanta, Georgia, which is the went to Grove Park Elementary School. Uh, we were classmates there. My name is Rand. I lived on South Elizabeth Place. Uh, our other member. Who re- who retired? Tut, uh, he grew up on Charlotte Place. And Tommy B, where did you reside? North Avenue, ATL. Okay. Oh yeah. Hey man, crank that mic up a little bit for me too, because this week I know you got a lot to say. I want to make sure they okay. hear. Okay. Can you hear me now? Oh, absolutely. Is yeah. that better? Yep. Okay. I want to make sure they hear every every little bit <laughs> of what you got to say. 
Cause uh, you know, man, and and we'll get in the shout outs first. Uh, you got any shout outs, man? You know, it, it's just a slow week for shout outs, man. But you know, it's a couple of, in terms of Black history, man. You know, on this day, um, Halle Berry won Oscar uh, for Monsters, um, Monsters Ball, man. Wow. On this day in in two thousand and two. Mm-hmm. Um, Her and Billy also Bob. today. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, everybody remembers that. I don't remember the movie, but they remember that one scene. Uh, <laughs> um. Also on this date, man, uh, Dorothy Height um, was was born. Yeah, big and, time. Uh, so, and you yeah. know, I'll give some shout outs. Um, I'd like to give a shout out to the Prime Minister of uh, New Zealand, man. Mm-hmm. She showed the world what leadership is, what servant leadership is, what compassion is, and in being accountable. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, I mean, she and her government showed in within 10 days what you can do if you really want to do it. Yep. Yep. Big time. Yeah, man. You got anything else? Um, you know, I'd like to give a um, shout out to all the, um, all the um, parents out there who, uh, who kids are getting into college the right way. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, who are not, um, who are only paying tuition. I'd mm-hmm. like to give them a shout out. And to all the hardworking kids out there, because you know, this time of the, this coming up to that time of the month, man, uh, when the kids come to find out whether they're in mm-hmm. some of the schools they apply to. And I hope that the, the kids who worked hard, they get to the schools, they get admitted to the schools that really mean the most to them. Yeah. That's going to help them go to the next level. Agreed. And a shout out to and, those uh, who found out that they're getting out. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. Oh, and also uh, a shout out, man. I, I saw something. Uh, it's a three part episode on ID by Will Packer about the missing and murdered children uh. in Atlanta. I'm glad you saw that. Uh, yeah, uh, I saw the first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a three-part episode. I devote the uh, DVR the, the rest. Mm-hmm. Um, I would encourage everyone to look at it because it is still a relevant conversation. Mm-hmm. Meaning that the things that we saw between 1979 in 1981 are still in place. It has such but, a significant impact on our lives. Right. You right, know, because right. uh, we were teens. We were, we were, you know, uh, right. we, we were teens when it at its peak. And right. Um, right. so I, I agree. I mean, it, it um, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie to you. It changed the game in terms of, um, you know, in terms of um, how your parents, you remember how it was ran where, you know, it was oh, yeah. basically go out, run to a night. And then when that street light, when the street light comes on, I need to either know where you are or you need to be in the house. And, um, but it really tightened down when when all this went right, on. right, yeah. But you know, it really it really highlights the fact is that poor kids of color are expendable in the eyes of the media mm-hmm. and in the police departments. Yeah, because uh, the way they reacted to those those horrific murders is the same way they're reacting today. When you think about, there's so many missing women and kids of color mm-hmm. uh, that the police departments are not rallying their resources around. Whereas that when one Becky goes missing and murdered, uh, Amber Alert, police dragnets, everything, full stop, mm-hmm. you know. And so, you know, that, you know, wanted to um, say that. Uh, also, too, I went to a movie. I went to a movie screening, uh, Perfect Enemy, starring Taraji B. Henson mm-hmm. and uh, Sam Rockwell. Right. Um, uh, about these two people of different sides, different races, different gender in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, she was an activist, the role that Taraji B. Henson played, and Sam Rockwell played a, a Klansman. 
And it was so apropos because these people really despised each other. Mm -hmm. But they figured out how to work past their personal hatred Mm -hmm. to make a community better. And in in the long run, these two people actually became friends. And when the Klansman died, his family asked her to give the eulogy. At wow. his funeral. Wow. So uh, it's coming out, um, I think, um, uh, about two weeks from now, I think the fifth. It's a good movie, Perfect Enemies, because it really, it really talks about how to get past disliking someone mm-hmm. and how to really focus on the issues and how to solve problems. Good, good. Definitely. I've seen some, uh, I've seen some of the trailers, man, and I do hope people go out and support it. Uh, it's definitely something that needs to be seen right now. I agree with the uh, climate, especially right. with, uh, with the leader we currently have in, 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 uh, at 1600 or wherever it is. I, I mean, it's so bad yeah, I forgot the address. The 1600 Pennsylvania <laughs> Avenue. You, you know, I, it, it's so bad. I, I just, you know, I can't even keep the address in my head. Uh, you got anything else? Uh, that's it, partner. Okay. You know what, man? Um, it's all about us. You This weekend, man, uh, shout out to the folks who've seen it. Jordan Peele's Us is, um, is definitely on its way to scaring up the biggest debut of 2019 uh, with an estimated 70 million. Uh, they even updated the... Um, they updated the uh, the estimate from about 60, mid 60s to 70, 3,741 screens, locations. And wow, uh, that's a lot for a black movie. It is, man. And the estimates make it the highest debut for an original horror movie. Biggest launch for any horror pick uh, goes to it. But it wasn't original, as you know. Uh, it was a remake, and it did 123 million. Uh, it's the largest debut uh, for an R-rated movie, so it beat um, the movie Ted about the teddy bear, the uh, teddy bear, Mark, Mark Wahlberg. It's the second highest debut of 2019, coming after uh, Captain Marvel, and it's mm. the third highest opening day for a horror film. The opening day did 29 million when it when it actually opened mm. on, in one day. And, and, and I'll agree, man. I mean, you you had mentioned drop the word masterpiece, and, and I, I agree, man. Um, but I'm, I'm going to me- recommend this to people, man. A lot of people are trying to go in the first time they see it and trying to find all the symbolism and all that. And, and my, my recommendation yeah, is just go in and see it. Suspend belief. A lot of black folks can't suspend belief. You know how we are. No, that can't happen. Mm-hmm. But But just suspend belief. And just enjoy the ride. That's number one. When you go in, and, and I think you have to see it twice, maybe three times, and maybe make the third time you see it when you get the DVD, okay? But but the mm-hmm. second time, I would go back and then do, if you want to take a look at some of the symbolism, the analysis, but just don't be talking in the movie like, you know, you know, you know how we go. <laughs> well, that's what, well, my wife and daughter went last night and, and, and that was that was what they black folks stop what, talking in the movie. That's they, yeah, that's what that's what occurred. Girl, and they, don't and go they, there. And they, and they both agreed with what you said. They yeah. said um, because of the talking, mm-hmm. um, you missed a lot. You miss a lot that they're going to go see it again. You got to go see it again. And, and just because there are a lot of things in there. But, I, I, man, let me say, it, it's tough. You know how it is when you have um, a lot of directors and, and M. Night. I can't say M. Night Shyamalan. Okay. It's tough to make a second movie better than the first. You know what I mean? When you have a heralded debut and you come back, your, your, your sophomore, you know how it is, the sophomore jinx. The second time, you don't always do as well. This is better than Get Out. 
in my opinion. I mean, the score is amazing. The way they use the loonies, I got five on it, is perfect. Um, and I'm a horror buff. I love that stuff. But it, it's, you know, I think they did a better job um, than Get Out in truly developing the characters. And and and, and Lupita is, is amazing. I mean, I think without a doubt. I don't know. If she, you know, I don't think, it's, you know, she's going to get any kind of Academy Award nomination uh, because I think she can do better in a, in a different type type of role but she did a hell of a job and 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 she makes she makes the movie she does make the movie so i you know i and and this week man i was going to have somebody on but i'm gonna give people enough time to really see it before we start breaking it down because a lot of folks say, i ain't gonna listen to y'all if you're gonna go on you know so i'm, I'm like okay I'm, I'm gonna give you another week so we'll, we'll do another week um but you know I, I i'm just just you know i was blown away man and i'm tough on movies you know how i am about mm -hmm. that genre. And and I will say this is a classic. I mean, this is, you know, I mean, it's not perfect. And I don't think any horror movie can be perfect because, again, a lot of people just can't suspend belief. I mean, Harry Potter fans, the, the fantasy people, they know how to go in and just, and, you know, just just basically just get engulfed by the whole, you know, uh, the whole movie experience. Um, but a lot of people can't. A lot of people will go see this who, who don't like horror. Who are you know? You did it? Did it scare you, man? <laughs> did it? Oh hell yeah, man! Yeah, hell it was. Yeah, it, it was creepy. It was a. It was a. A lot of unexpected things. Yeah. Things you didn't see. Things you thought were going to happen, and you go like, "Oh my God, it's really going to happen." Yeah. But I want to give this brother some credit, man. This brother has. This brother has unleashed the genie out of the bottle in terms of his creativity. Yes, he has. I mean, to ha to have two movies like this mm -hmm. that are that are sparking all sorts of conversations yeah. etc i mean he is this young brother is, is taking movie making to a whole nother level because he's looking at it from a whole different lens than a mm. lot of the traditional movies that we've seen out there yeah yeah i agree and and you know um i'm glad you said that because i've been really disappointed in the whole movie making and 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 really the results of a lot of movies because in in many cases as you know man um, hell, the trailers are better than some movies. You get hyped on the Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> you get hyped right. on the trailers, you go see a movie and it's disappointment. I'm not gonna lie to you. I mean, I'm, I was not disappointed at all. And and it does make you want more. And candidly, it opens, and I, I don't wanna say that, because, but I will say that this, I don't think it's, it's the end of it, uh, of right. this. Um, I, I think this has, this has a lot of room to continue. In my opinion, I'll leave it at that because I, mean, I don't want to say too much. I mean, much. a lot of people yeah. don't. A lot of people don't understand that he was the guy behind Black Klansman. He gave the, wow. he gave it to Spike. Wow, you know, yeah, you know, he was the guy that was saying, "Look, Spike, I got this idea for you," and he gave him the six word: mm -hmm. "Black man infiltrates Ku Klux Klan." Mm. Wow, and so this brother right here is becoming a major player uh, behind the, the the scene, just like Will Packer and mm -hmm. uh, and his partner have become a a major player in their genre and like Tyler's in his genre, he's staking out his claim in a, no, in a different type of genre. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And, and you know, and, and the other thing, and, and we'll, we'll move on after this, um, Bloom, Bloomhouse is, is a force in horror. And, I mean, candidly, Bloomhouse saved M. Night. It saved his career. Um, and with, with, uh, Jordan and Bloom 
together. The, the, and the Bloom House is a production company. They've done what birthday, happy, what, happy death day. They did Glass. They did um, the last three big M Night movies. Uh, they did, um, of course, they did Get Out. But Bloom House is just a a major horror production house that's putting out the best horror stuff and and their reputation is solid so if he sticks with them and continues man um as a matter of fact i think i forgot the guy's first name bloom but um he uh he was executive producer on the movie so you know if they stay together as a team you know i i, I expect nothing but incredible stuff to come and plus the, the twilight zones coming up in april um on uh, cbs uh all access it's just gonna be for real for real, for real, for Jordan Peele. Damn, did I rhyme? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm a rapper. Hey, man. Um, also, I got to shout out C.E. Hayes, CEO Hayes, man, for being on last week. And uh, he's adding, man, he agreed to add his uh, Breaks Media podcast to our stream. So um, we're going to be streaming. We're already streaming 24-7 on castropolis.net, but we're also going to be streaming the Breaks Media podcast, Breaks Media Network shows as well. So I'm excited about that. So that's so a shout him out as well. Hey, man, um, this is I mean, happy, you know, again, last uh, last week of March. Um, it's Women's History Month and, and I want to do something positive. But I do want to just mention this while we're in uh, Women's History Month, because this was kind of odd for the state of Georgia to do this. As you know, Georgia decided to limit. Uh, woman's right to choose. Uh, they passed the heartbeat bill. Uh, it limits abortion um, beyond six weeks. Uh, House Bill 481 passed on, on this past Friday. Of course, we take the show on Sunday. Um, and Alyssa Milano, um, who's an activist, is really going after Georgia, man. She's going after the state of Georgia for passing this bill. And she's really trying to encourage the movie industry to leave Georgia after the bill has been passed. And she's she's indicated that uh, there are over 20 productions shooting in Georgia um, and the state just moved to strip women of their bodily autonomy. Hollywood, we need to stop feeding the Georgia economy. What do you think? Well, you know, um, I, I, don't particularly, I don't particularly, A, I'm, I'm on the record, I don't particularly care for the bill. I think it's a hideous bill. That's just me personally. Yeah. I mean, um, it, it's political. It, it's it's right. just, it, it's it's a, it's Kemp's, you know, feeding his base. But I'll leave it at that. Go ahead. Um, I understand Melissa Milano's frustration. I understand what she's trying to do. But I don't think it's going to get the traction that she wants. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to get the traction she wants. Yeah, I don't. I don't think she's big enough to 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 push right. it. I don't. I don't. I think right, if it right, comes from a right, bigger right. actress, someone who's more prominent, then it might have legs. But I, I don't know if she's a, a, a big enough actress to to actually make it right. work. Yeah. Well, see, one of the things is about this is that you're you're talking about um, the whole abortion issue, which which is. You can categorize it as the ethical one, a philosophical one, a religious one, a healthcare one, versus putting food on someone's table. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Okay. So, in the minds of most citizens, that's not even a debate. Mm-hmm. That's not that's not a debate right there. Uh, you know, if you're talking about. The same thing that happened, what was it, in North Carolina? They tried to do oh. something with gay rights. Well, yeah, yeah. It, it had impact on. Um, on on the convention business in a major way, right, 
Right, right. And, 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 you know, if Georgia passed some bills like that, I can see it having legs as it relates to the movie industry. Yeah. Uh, because there are so many people in, in the, 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 the gender and sexuality is, 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 a, is, a, is in the creative industries. Is, it's just what it is. It's part of this. It's a norm. And if if Georgia passed something like that, I can see the film industry rallying behind that. Yeah. Yeah. Because now you're talking about my you're talking about the people you're talking about the productions you're talking about all my actors and the, and the people below the credit lines. Mm-hmm. But this right here, man, this is viewed in the, in the minds of many people as more of a personal decision, you know, whether or not you're going to have an abortion or not. And I just don't think she she has the juice, and I don't think people can make the connectivity between that and the film industry. Okay, I don't think there's so. Well, you know, we'll see. Um, I just know that uh, I wanted to mention that it's just odd that Georgia would pass that bill at the tail end of Women's History Month. So happy Women's History Month. Mm. Amazing. Well, ask yourself how many how many Georgia's how many people in the Georgia's legislation house and Senate are women? Yeah, that's that's another thing. Agreed. Enough said. Hey, man, uh, let's go on and get into it. I know folks have been wondering what we're going to say about it. So the Mueller report was submitted, of course, to the DOJ. Um and of course, long awaited, long anticipated uh, talking about or, or, or looking into Russian interference in the uh, 2016 election. Um, what are your thoughts, man? You've been you know, it, it went down on Friday um, or, or it came down on Friday, uh, went to Barr, uh, who's the attorney general. Um, he indicated that it would uh, he would release a summary this weekend. It didn't come out on the Saturday and everybody freaked out. But then again, I looked at the word. I said, he said this weekend. <laughs> I mean, he still got until Sunday. So, um, you know, again, we taped the show on Sunday. It's Mueller weekend. I guess we call it Mueller weekend. First weekend of spring. Um, and, um, you know, basically, I would anticipate probably sometime this evening that there will be some type of summary report. Um, what are your thoughts, man? Well, I'm a couple of things. One is uh, bar right now is is juggling between the political and the legal aspect of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one good thing is Rod Rosen, Rosenstein mm-hmm. yeah. is, is going to be a part of this whole process. Mm-hmm. I hope so. So, because so, he's not leaving. Mm-hmm. He's not leaving yet. He's delaying his, his, uh, his, his, his leaving. But, um, so he's got to deal with that. That's going to be a big issue right there. Mm-hmm. Politics versus the legal aspects of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then another aspect is how it's going to be teed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, 45 and his, and his compatriots have been saying no collusion, no collusion. Mm-hmm. This was not about collusion. First of all, it was not about collusion. This was about obstruction of justice. And this was about conspiracy to commit to commit crimes. Mm-hmm. And, and this was about more importantly about a country's, a foreign, a hostile nation's ability to impact our democracy. Yeah. Yeah. Th- that's what this was about. It was not about the collusion. But, but see, uh, here's, here's the thing though, Rand. Um, 45 made it about collusion because he knew that it wasn't about collusion. You know what I mean? So oh, yeah, yeah. He he, he picked he, a he picked a fight. He knew he was going to win because there was no one there to fight. Correct. 
And but but go ahead. I'm gonna let you go ahead because I, I I've so, got some issues. So so I believe that what we're gonna see right now. I think Mueller is what, what Mueller has. I think what we're gonna hear is that Mueller has said in this report. Well, he will probably say crimes were committed, things were done, but we don't have enough evidence to move on these people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because the bar is set high. Yeah. However, I have set it up so that four or five districts around the country can go after him now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Because basically what is down that this is the calm before the storm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because now what this does is it gives all the congressional investigators and all the prosecutors out there. It gives them a roadmap for their cases mm-hmm. and where they can go after him. Now, remember, under the DOJ, there's a policy that says you can't indict a sitting president. Mm-hmm. Well, once his term is over, it's fair game. Mm. And so they are putting stuff in place. In addition to that, it, is, it allows Congress now to go back to individuals who they spoke to when Devin Nunes was running those investigations Mm -hmm. because now they have record you said this to us and you said this to them Mm -hmm. what is it because now you can get people for lying to congress yeah yeah okay so this is because he's really set he i I believe he's really setting some and remember now they can subpoena him to sit before congress and have a hearing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so I think this report is is doing is 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 setting things up more than being the big thump that everyone thought it was going to be, you know, impeachment and all this other stuff. I, I think it's setting him up where for crimes and misdemeanors that, quite honestly, he cannot he cannot pardon himself from, mm-hmm. and and it's going to be very hard for him to defend himself because that's too many fronts you got to cover, man. You're talking about a massive legal bill. Yeah, yeah, the legal exposure. Um, right. That's coming out then, of this thing is, is just in his cabinet members, too. So that so that will then impact the running of the government, mm-hmm. because now the cabinet members are sitting there going like, oh, shit. Now, I got I got I got well, I got to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Anything else? No, man. No. You know, first of all, Comey's an ass. <laughs> Why? You know what I mean? And, and you know why I say that, right? No, tell me why. Because for the second time, he injects himself in something that he didn't really have to. And the first time he did it, of course, you know what he did with the investigation with Hillary. Okay. In November, I mean, in October, you know, the second investigation. This time, his his comment about um, the you know coming out right before the announcement that it was um, you know about the report about how he feels um, that um, you know f- basically just saying that the country needs to move on um, you know almost to a point where he says you know we should not uh, impeach yada yada again he's injecting himself in the process for no purpose they, I mean he has no power no purpose. He's just a pundit. He's another pundit. But it, it the the news outlets, everybody gave him uh, like 24 hour headline coverage on his quote. 
And in, in, in my opinion, that was a nod to me that this thing wasn't going to be, um, how you call it, a, a blockbuster of a report in terms of, you know, for folks who are looking to try to impeach 45. And, you know, he tipped his he tipped the hand of Mueller, in my opinion. And even though, of course, um, no one knew that the report or people were anticipating that the report was going to come out, but no one knew it was going to come out on Friday. I think he did, you know, and and he's, he, I, I just, you know, again, I mean, I, I just don't I, I would just wish I just wish he'd crawl into a cave, lock it up and, and just, you know, live out the rest of his days on his pension and retirement, man. Um, I just thought that was that that wasn't helpful. Um, the other thing is, I just have no faith in the Democrats um, in, in terms of leadership. Uh, the only person I do believe, I, I think Pelosi understands um, what she needs to do. And candidly, ran. I think um, I think she's going to hold him hostage with the information more so than impeach him. I think she's going to make it not necessarily tougher to do his job, but I think she's going to use it as not as blackmail, but she's going to use it as leverage. You know, you know what I mean? Because so I, you know, for those of I mean, it's it's unfortunate, man, for the people who were expecting that this report would wipe 45 out. I never expected that. I know you didn't expect that either. Um, the problem that I'm, I'm, I'm looking at is how it's being handled after the report. I, I think the messaging right now that, you know, I, uh, we, I was watching Joy read before. Uh, Morning Joy before um, we started the podcast. And um, what's his name? Gouda Judge, the um, Indiana. I think he's he's uh, he's one of the mayors in Indiana and he's running for president. Um, I, I do think he has a point about the fact that the Democrats, um, to some extent, are going too far. Not necessarily. They need to hold everybody accountable. They need to do what they need to do. But they also need to focus on who's going to truly run and win in 2020, because honestly, um, it's still going to be a challenge with the Senate. As long as Mitch McConnell is there, there's going to be a problem. There's going to be problems. If, 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 if the Democrats had both the House and the Senate, uh, my tune would be different. But as long as the Senate is there to block, it's going to be tough to get a lot of this to, I mean, it's got to be bipartisan. That's one thing I think that Pelosi said that was right when she indicated that we should not impeach. It's got to be bipartisan. It's got to be overwhelming. I do think the exposure that 45 has, um, well, is going to haunt him for the rest of his life. That, I mean, it's, it's going to, I mean, he, he may want to stay in office just to live because they're going to go after his assets. I mean, on the, on the state level, don't you think? Oh yeah, man. They they're gonna go after him. Um, he he's you know he's used to being the guy that sues everybody. Yeah. But he's not gonna understand what it's like to be on the other end when you got these uh, government uh, authorities with these um, prosecutors and also two people who don't hate him coming after him in such a way that he has never seen before. Oh, when they start freezing stuff. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's and, real. And, and it's the, real. And. <laughs> And, uh, it's real. <laughs> and Sergey and all the other Russians out there are going to start calling in their money. Oh, yeah. You know, they're going to say, look, Donald, we want our money. And you know what? He's going to have to be he's going to give us some assets. I mean, uh, and, and I'm, I, you know, the whole collusion thing, this whole Mueller thing, 
the unfortunate the unfortunate thing about it. I mean, you know, and even at one point, uh, I got to a point where I felt that it was going to be the cure all. It ain't. It, it's not going to be. It's just not. It, it's what do you call it? It's like the Tom Collins in the cocktail. <laughs> I mean, it's it's the seltzer water or whatever. And it's it's you know, it's a mixed drink with one ingredient. You know, there's still more. I mean, it, the alcohol ain't in there yet. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say about it. All right, man. Uh, anything else on Mueller before we move on? No, nah, man. And and you know what? It, it's it's crazy that you you know you stepping down full time from the show. Us comes out and the Mueller report all in one weekend. Now <laughs> <laughs> three horrors. No, nah, not nah, not really. I'm excited for you, man. I'm excited for you. Hey, um, Donna Brazil uh, is going to join Fox News. And at one point I said, what the hell? And honestly, right now, I'm kind of glad she's there. And there were a couple of reasons. And, and at the end of the show, I'll, uh, I'll play a clip that even more magnifies why I think she should be there. Um, but um, one of the things about Fox, you guys know, and, and I'll talk about this in a few, the, the Disney, um, the Disney um, buyout, which is almost what? 71, almost mid 70s in terms of billion with a B uh, dollars. Um, that's going to leave Fox News without all that money of 20th Century Fox. And I think they're going to have to be even more careful as a standalone because you're talking now it's just Fox News and Fox Business as a standalone company. Now, of course, uh, Murdoch and, and, you know, the kid and the, and the dad are going to run it the way they know how to run it. Um, Roger Ailes is not there anymore. Of course, he's passed away. So I think they're going to try, especially with all this stuff to come that they don't know about, uh, about 45. They may start to try to balance this thing for real instead of saying they're balancing it just so that they have a company post Trump. You know, so I think Donna might be kind of the start of let's try to limit some exposure when it comes down to this guy. Your thoughts? Yeah, I agree with you, man. I I, I think right now I think they're realizing that the, the cult of Trump is um, is coming to an end mm -hmm. and they need to prepare for that. Yep. And they realize that. With all political, um, this is a political trend, and all trends end and new trends start. Mm -hmm. And you know, because again, once a new administration comes in, you got a whole new. Uh, what is it? The, what manages the, 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 the? What is it? Not the, is it the FTC that looks at radio stations and oh, FCC, the FCC, FCC. Yeah, yeah. see, yeah. that's going to change. Yeah. yeah, and that's and and that's going to have some some impact. And, and you know what? I, I'll say this. That they've got three people who have exposure. They've got Hannity has exposure to some degree. Carlson recently has been exposed with some issues. And and Mayor, what's her name? No, not Mayor, Judge uh, Janine. Right. Uh, she's also exposed. And those people. Oh, and, and Laura Ingram, too. Man. Yeah, Ingram is, is not as exposed as those three. But you've got one guy who basically has truly been in bed with with Trump all the way 45 um, with no signs of, uh, of of being fair and balanced in any way. 
Uh, then you've got Carlson making some stupid remarks about women and about uh, just just in general making stupid remarks. And then you've got Pero who made the comments about you know Muslim Americans and 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 went after a um, what's um, the uh, congresswoman in Minneapolis. So you know you've got three people with exposure. As a matter of fact, Janine Pero is not even on the air now. They pulled her off the air. You know Carlson I think is still on, and of course Hannity's still on. So I, I think they're going to try. And, and I, I don't think Don is going to be Brazil is going to be the last of the lefties, the progressive people they may go after, you know. So but but we'll see. I mean, it's, it's interesting. I mean, that happened. A lot of people criticized, um, you know, Donna, um, you know, basically and, and um, you know, um, you know, called her an idiot for going over there. But but we need somebody. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, because of what I'm going to play at the end of the show. Yeah, yeah but you know, from their from their perspective, man, when you really think about it. Yeah. They need viewers. They need viewers, man. Yeah. Because uh, 45's base is gotten is getting smaller. Yeah, it is. It's getting smaller and it's getting older. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And, and, and they, they're realizing that, hey, we, we got to start. We got to start bringing in more people because if yeah. not, we're not going to exist. So, yeah, yeah that uh, company's got to make money. They got to make money right. ultimately, and they they've done well from a rating standpoint. They still lead, but the lead is is starting to narrow a bit. When you look at MSNBC and, and CNN, I mean, they're really starting right. to cut into it. So right, yeah, yeah man. Um, Walt Disney, man. Speaking of that, real quick, um, you know, of course, the acquisition went through. Um, I'm not thrilled about it, man, because it's so big. I mean, you're going to probably see about ten thousand people get laid off. Um, all the schedules of the movies that you cared about seeing that were Disney movies is going to shift. Um, so, you know, because they've got to consolidate all these movies that are coming out that have Fox, you know, related, uh, you know, that are come out of the Fox studio. Um, I think it's going to have impact on what we see because it's such a big behemoth. Um, you know, they can pretty much dictate the movie culture. They're so big and they've got so much money. Um, and, and I think eventually, man, it's going to help. It's going to hurt the movie, the quality and innovation. And the reason I mention that is because, you know, Disney's doing all these reboots. And I just think that's a, they feel that that's the way to win when you see or these um, live action uh, remakes with Dumbo's coming out in a, in, in, in a few weeks. You've got Aladdin coming out um you know they've got all the they, the plan for disney is to re-release the animated movies in live action and 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 you know that that hurts originality i mean that's why i'm so glad to see movies like us come out because that's a it's an it's original yeah there may be some things that you can compare to but you know jordan peele stuff is original so, um, you know, I'm not thrilled about the whole Disney thing. And, and I think I think Netflix, um, they gonna throw a whole lot of money at Netflix. That's all I got to say. <laughs> That's going to get ugly. You know, um, oh, yeah, I just oh, don't yeah. I just don't think people people don't have the money to continue to add on stuff. So they're going to have to start making choices. And some of these companies are going to fall by the wayside. They're going after some people because now not only are they going to create their own, quote unquote, Netflix killer. They also own Hulu, you know, so it's just going to get crazy. Go ahead, man. I'll let you jump your comments up in here. Well, I agree with you, man. Right now, it's uh, right now is a streaming arms race out there. And uh, yep. I'm reading articles about people having all these streaming services 
and it becomes expensive. And, and you know, and cable now is feeling the big brunt of it. Yes, yes, because they are. Because people are eliminating people are eliminating their cable man and putting up antennas mm-hmm. and, and and focusing on streaming services. Yeah. Um, so, but I do agree with you, man. It's it's really going to hurt hurt the creativity. Mm-hmm. It's going to hurt a lot of jobs because people don't understand that. A lot of these movies, they're so big into the CGI. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the number of actors on set mm-hmm. has dramatically declined. Dude, let me tell you, uh, they but, shot they shot Black Panther around the corner from my house. <laughs> on a, you know, you know, you remember the the huge waterfall scene, right? Right. I could show yeah. you; it's nowhere near as big. And all they did was basically CGI the whole thing to make it look right. that way. It's amazing. So I agree with you 100. percent They can they can do a movie in a parking lot. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, um, Spike Lee used to joke about George Lucas. Yeah, and he was saying that how George Lucas didn't like actors because he, if you look at all the Star yeah. Wars, there's so much CGI going in there. It's probably only like eight actors in the whole movie. Yeah, then you know you got the Wookiee, you got CP3O, and <laughs> you yeah. know, R2D2. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah, and the now, characters. Yeah, I agree. And now with AI technology, you can add on top of that. Yeah, uh, it just becomes weird, man. I mean, I just read about a uh, uh, AI, uh, AI computer got a record deal, man. I'm wow. like, Jesus Christ! Wow. So it's going to be interesting Christ. to watch, man. But one thing I do know, and I'll, I'll mention this trend, and it's going to be big. Um, the next big thing is really going to be, they call the uh, OTT is what they call uh, the apps like, um, you know, Netflix, or the ones that don't require, you know, any kind of network uh, for you to, you know, basically enjoy just via Internet. The next big thing is going to be free. As you know, you're, you're familiar with Pluto, right? Pluto TV. Right. That was mm-hmm. the one that Nas sold to Viacom. It's free. So the big thing that's really um, that's coming out and it's going to be ad supported. But the big thing, because people are going to start running to some of these free services and, and start dumping a lot of these paid services because shit, it adds up, Rand. When you add it up, you be, you might be paying as much for all the many services just to get what you want uh, as you did for cable. So ultimately, right. people are going to be looking not only you're right over the air, but they're also going to be looking at free and it, they call it OTT services um, over the top. Uh, so, so these services, man, that are coming out like Pluto uh, and a few others, man, hell, I mean, if it's free and I can get some of my classic movies and some news and everything else and, you know, and I ain't got to pay that bill every month being deducted from my credit card, then why not? So we'll see. All right, man. Uh, big thing. Stacey Abrams and, and Biden um, want to get your opinion on whether or not she should accept the, the, the opportunity to be his running mate or um, if he should even go after her as a running mate. What do you, what are your thoughts? If I were her, I, w- I, I, I would be as noncommittal as possible right now. Yeah. Yeah. With, with Biden has a lot to answer for. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because of he was associated with Obama and had this bromance people, there are a lot of people to still remember Biden. Yeah. Yeah. And there are some things he has not answered for. Mm-hmm. Agree. And um, and I think there are a lot of people going to have to. If Biden is the nominee, a lot of people are going to have to reconcile. Do I want to? Do I want to vote for this guy to get Trump out of office, or am I going to do a independent candidate thing and screw everything up? Yeah. 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 So I mean, it, this is one of these examples where it's going to you got to you're going to have to really s- select the lesser of two evils. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But, you know, and at the same time, Biden is hearing from top donors that they're not, you know, they're not giving money until they know if he's going to win this thing. Well, you know what? I, I think I think she he's choosing her because of his age, one. And he's choosing her because she's a black woman to offset the um, the criticism over the Anita Hill, the way he he treated Anita Hill at the hearings. That's two things. And three, uh, she's a rising star. So um, but I've, I've got my thoughts. Did you have any more? But but those are the reasons I just wanted to mention that connected to what you just said. But any, anything yeah. else? Is, yeah, I mean, you know, I, 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 I would say, man, that uh, uh, Stacey Abrams is a good candidate. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but the, one of the problems I'm, I'm noticing is that there are a lot of candidates who are running, particularly the candidates of color, who don't have a D.C. background, mm -hmm. meaning that you got to have some connections in D.C. Stacey has never been a, a congressman or a senator. Mm -hmm. Those things are very important, you know, when, you, when you're in that limelight because Clinton was very lucky that he brought a lot of people who knew D.C. Yeah. because he was an outsider. Carter didn't do that. That's where one of the things why Jimmy Carter failed. Mm -hmm. Obama was able to do that because, I mean, Biden brought with him something that, that Obama didn't have, and that was... Uh, experience of the Senate and also international affairs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, agreed. And so I don't know what Stacy can really do other than maybe mobilize or energize uh, some young people, uh, some voters, women, and et cetera. But I, I just don't know what she could bring to the table mm -hmm. uh, in that scenario. Yeah. Uh, Kamala Harris, I mean, she's a senator. She has a little more that she can bring to the table, but she has her own issues, too, Yeah. Uh, based yeah. on what she did in terms of as, as, a, as a, uh, a prosecutor. Yeah, I mean, but, Kamala, Kamala wouldn't commit this early, but honestly, right. I think Kamala and Biden are a better fit together, in my opinion. Uh, I, I do agree that uh, she has her own issues because of her, uh, her you know, her, her record as a prosecutor. Um, but... Um, yeah, I, you know, I think it's a bad idea. I think it's a bad idea for Stacey more than Biden. You know, I think she's got more to lose. I think her political career is longer, um, hopefully, <laughs> but she's got more time. Biden doesn't. Biden uh, is, is basically at the tail end of his career. Um, I think it's um, it's kind of tokenism, uh, the optics. You know, I'm, I'm going after a black woman to... Uh, to cover myself on the Anita, the, the Anita Hill atrocity. And I'm going after uh, a black woman because I need the black female vote. And I'm going after a woman because I need the female vote. Because, um, you know, Biden, Biden's just, you know, kind of your creepy uncle, uh, <laughs> as, as a lot of people have pointed out. And I think he needs to balance. Um, she's a great mind, man. I think she's got a great future. But I, I think this whole thing is going to be so ugly, Rand. I, I just would hate to see her caught up in the 2020 thing at this point in her career because she's, she's got such a bright you know, future. If anything, what I'd like to see, I'd like to see her focus on this voter project because you and I have both said, and you've really exclaimed it on the show, man, more than, even more than I have, that voting is the key. Getting people registered, getting people out to vote is the key. You know, we still aren't voting at levels at the levels we should. 
And if she can do that with her, uh, what is it, uh, fair, fair fight program, or the, mm-hmm. if she can do that and really ramp that thing up to help the Democrats going into 2020, I think that's more important than than her having to relinquish her. Because once she commits, she's going to have to drop all that stuff. She's going to have to put all that stuff behind. She's going to have to let somebody else ride. So I, I think she needs, I mean, I'm not saying that it's not a great opportunity, but I agree with you. I think, um, I, I, I do agree. Um, I, I think that there can be people who are smart that haven't been in that Washington machine that could potentially run the country. I like mayors better and governors because they've actually run some shit. You know what I'm saying? Because right. a lot of these guys, man, who are senators and, 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 and Congress, I mean, just Congress people in general, um, representatives, they really haven't. I mean, you got some people up there who really hadn't run much. You know what I mean? They, they've not been, they've not right. served the people. I mean, we got the, 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 the biggest example of somebody who's never really served the people right now with 45. Who is he served? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Who can you? Right. <laughs> well, I agree with you, man. I, I, I agree with you, man. I, I you know, I, I, I agree with everything you're saying, man. Uh, I mean, they've said in the past that usually governors have been some of the best presidents, uh, people. But what's his name? I, 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 Mitch Mitch Landry. I I I think Mitch Landry is the truth. You know? Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't think he's going to get in. Uh, I think it's too late based. Well, it's not too late. I just think a couple of people are probably going to have to fall by the wayside. But I like Landry right. better, better than I like most of the people who are running. Um, I would say uh, Landry and that, and that guy from um, South Bend, Indiana. Yeah. Okay, that's that's uh, Gouda, Gouda Judge. Yeah. yeah. I, he's I like gay. He's the, the gay the gay candidate. Yep. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I like I like those guys right there, man. Uh, if you if you have to run a male candidate, I mean, because I don't think I think Beto is. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm not I'm not sold on that right there. I'm not um, a, a guy who hasn't. Uh, you know, he. Yeah, I, I'm just not sold on him. Yeah, we'll see. But anyway, you know, I, I I'm I'm looking at Stacy and I'm saying, God, don't ruin your your future. You know, don't become, you know, what do you call it? Um, don't become a comma. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it just a sentence in the sentence, you know, um, and people keep on moving. Um, and, and, you know, there are a lot of folks, a lot of women who have jumped into this process. Uh, what's her name? Who, who ran with uh, Ferraro? Remember? <laughs> yeah, Geraldine, Geraldine Ferraro. <laughs> Where is she? She's dead, man. Oh, she did die. Oh, well, that that says that. But yeah. I, I'm, you know what I mean, though. You know what I mean. Yeah. A lot of women yeah, have yeah. jumped in to be running mates, and all of a sudden, and her career was done after she did that. She right. Basically, uh, her her opportunity. What's the the most recent one? Who ran with? Um, who was the running mate? No, she ran for president. The female who ran for president, who Trump called her face, started talking oh, about Carly Fierro. Oh yeah, Carly. Yeah. She's done. Yeah. Yeah, she's yeah, yeah, she's done. So yeah. there you go. All right, all right. I I, I just wish Stacy the best, man. Hey, I'm, I'm yeah, glad, man. Yeah. I, I I think I can see Stacy's being a great cabinet, a great a great cabinet member. Yep. Uh, but I, you know, it's just like when I look at Kamala Harris, I see her as being, if not president or a vice president, I see her being attorney general. Yeah. I, I mean, I could, I could, I think some of these people are getting into the race 
for positioning themselves because they know they're not going to win. Yeah, but yeah. it can line them up, line themselves up for a cabinet position, and particularly when you're talking about developing co- uh, alliances and coalitions out there yeah. uh, during this whole campaign season. I agree. I agree. Hey, man, I'm glad you mentioned the um, <clears throat> the child murders, the Atlanta child murders show, because Atlanta apparently has reopened. Uh, the case, uh, Mayor Bottoms. Right. And um, she announced it this week. Um, you know, we're talking more than 20 kids, 20 children and young adults, man, dead. Um, and, you know, we're talking four decades, four, yeah, four decades ago. Uh, Wayne Williams. I know Wayne was only he's only 60 now, uh, still serving life. And, and quick, quick story, man. I worked in a situation in media and he used to send us letters every month. You know, and he would send basically letters or call indicating that he's he's innocent. He's innocent. And uh, of course, you know, I guess everybody who's in life in, in a situation where they're serving life would do that. Um, but the interesting thing is, and I know you saw this in the um, in that ID uh, report or the um, documentary, uh, he never faced charges in, in many of the children's deaths. Right. You know, it was only like two or three that he really faced charges of bent against. Yeah. Uh, yep. So and, and all that was, again, was very circumstantial mm-hmm. evidence. Yeah. And then one of the things I haven't gotten to the other part, but I do know this. After after they officially closed the case on, on Wayne Williams, the murders didn't stop. No, no, it didn't. No, they didn't. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there were there were people who. You know, the conspiracy was the Klan was involved in this. I don't know if you remember that. Yep. Yep. I remember that. Oh, my God. They had they had all of us scared. I mean, that was the big conspiracy that hovered over the African-American community in Atlanta, that the Klan was involved. And uh, but Mayor Bottoms met with um, Catherine Leach Bell, um, her son, Curtis Walker, 13 years old, was was among the victims. And and basically after meeting her, um, the mayor was convinced that she should reopen it. So they're taking a look at evidence and 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 um, and going to see if there are any more. I mean, they're not trying to exonerate Wayne Williams. What they're trying to do is find out who may have assisted, who else could have been involved. Yeah. So right, even because they do yeah. believe they do believe that there was more than one person, because when you look at the way the kids were murdered mm-hmm. they were murdered in a variety of methods it was not the same method you had a several were stabbed which is different from several who were strangled and so what they're saying is that there's something going on here that usually when a person who is a serial murderer or killer they have a certain habit they keep going to mm-hmm. yeah and what they're saying is that these kids died under various circumstances that were not consistent with one serial killer. Agreed. Yep. And that's the big thing. It's like you had you had Son of Sam happening in New York. Okay. Everybody knew right. it was like most most of the people who, who were murdered were in a car. People who were, you know, doing their thing in a car and they he shot. He shot into the cars. So there was consistency. So I agree. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree. I mean, but we'll watch that. I mean, I, I think um, I think it's interesting, and I think with the technology and um, how DNA evidence or the ability to interpret DNA evidence, how that's improved, that's going to have a big uh, that's going to be a big help 
I think, in terms of maybe finding more people involved in this. I wouldn't be shocked if they if they if they find if they find more people who are, who are involved. Right. Yeah. All right, man. A couple of things um, on the White House tip: um, the McCain attacks. Um, <laughs> I know. One and and let me let me shout out um, Johnny Isaacson, man. I don't always agree with him, um, but I will say. Um, and and I know he's he's probably he's not running again, which I doubt he'll run again in 2022. He's not up in 2020. But I will say that um, I'm glad that he stood up and said that this is wrong. He was one of the key people who denounced 45 for the attacks on McCain. And, and I didn't you know, I don't always and didn't always agree with McCain. But I respected the man and I had even more respect for McCain, if you remember, during the Obama uh, when Obama ran for first term, um, when the woman called Obama a Muslim and he stepped in, I think, and, and even to his disdain for Miss Alaska, um, you know, I won't even say her name on the show, um, but you know what I'm talking about. Um, you know, I, I, I had a newfound respect for McCain after he ran against Obama because he could have went in, he could have ignored a lot of that and just does what for like 45 feeds that base. He was unwilling to do that. He said, I'm not we're not going down there, ma'am. If you recall that soundbite, he's like, ma'am, we're good. He's a good man. He's a Christian man. We don't have to go there. Would do you think 45 would ever do that? <laughs> Oh no, man! Forty-five does not have the. Um, he's a psycho. The courage. He doesn't have the courage. Um, he's not a servant leader, man. No, he's John not. McCain and, and all these other guys were patriots, man. And I think the thing that really uh, gets me a little upset about this is that you know when Colin Kaepernick took a knee, mm-hmm. everyone was calling him unpatriotic. Here we are, have a president, a sitting president, who is who is talking about a patriot who's dead, who cannot answer for himself. Mm-hmm. That's the and big the thing. Deafening, and the deafening silence mm-hmm. of the Republican Party, and particularly even the members of, the, of the, both the Congress and the Senate, who are ex-military guys, have not even stood up. Yeah, the only person, again, Johnny Isaacson. I mean, there are a couple of people, and even Lindsey Graham. It's just kind of... Oh, man. Lindsey Graham, man, is... is uh, <laughs> As the kids say, he's he's eating Trump's groceries right now. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I mean, this guy has. I don't know what's up with that man. I just don't. I, I mean, think like, you you said it best. I think you said about three or four episodes ago. He might be compromised by Trump's organization, man. Hmm. Wow. For him, for, I mean, AOC even said it. AOC. Um, you know, yeah. uh, she even mentioned that he might be. You know, so yeah. And one other thing, I do want to mention. This WhatsApp, the, the WhatsApp, you're familiar with WhatsApp, um, Kushner yeah. using I've WhatsApp. Used I've used it before, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we need to watch this. I'm, I'm not sure how problematic it's going to be and how high profile this thing's going to be, but it's something I think we need to watch because honestly, I think it might be one of the things that bring Kush, brings Kushner down because they, they're going to subpoena. There's gonna, they're going to subpoena those records. They're going to get them. And, well, like and, and I, see, like you I know, was, WhatsApp is owned by Facebook, right? And, so and and right. And, uh, and Instagram. So they're going to subpoena that stuff. Yeah. Well, like I was saying earlier, with this Mueller thing, it is giving these other guys a roadmap to go after people. 
Yeah. And I don't think that, I don't think people understand that because what Mueller is basically saying is I'm not I'm not issuing any more indictments, not because I don't think these guys are uh, uh, I don't think these guys are guilty. Yeah. I just don't have enough evidence to prove it because politically, if we go down that path and these guys are exonerated, mm-hmm. it just destroys the credibility of this entire report. Yeah. What I'm trying to what I'm saying is like, look, here's some breadcrumbs, guys. I did not. And remember, he had a very, very narrow um, instruction, set of instructions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he could not go outside of that. And so now these other guys, it's fair game. Now, yeah. remember, the the, the, uh, the Congress can they can they can bring these guys back. Yeah. Yeah. And now now I got your testimony. You gave Mr. Mueller, you know. And in what you gave me, let's let's sit down and talk, partner. Yeah. But, you know, Rand, if, if something is truly going on that could be detrimental to the country, do you think they would allow it to continue? In the justice they, at the Justice Department, DOJ, if they knew something, this, this is where Barr, this is where Barr is going to really have to. This is where he's going to show his character. Yeah. This is where I mean, because, you know, Trump wants an, uh, an AG to protect him. This mm-hmm. guy, Barr, has to ask himself, you know, am I here to am I here to protect and serve this guy or am I here to protect and serve the Constitution? But you know what, man? We said this and use this phrase and I continue to use it. And hell, I'm going to keep using it. Elections have consequences. OK. When any president, when you look at uh, Obama and uh holder and what was the second um attorney general lynch yeah i mean to a certain degree they're going to protect the guy who put him in place to a certain degree they are and um so this is a situation where elect elections this is a consequence of his winning you know with with bar and and so i don't expect bar to be 100 percent um objective i don't I don't expect him. I think he, if, if there's a loophole, he's going to use it. I don't I don't expect. Yeah, yeah. Him. He's, he's going to use the loophole. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not going to be as, as blatant as Trump would do. Yeah. So so we'll see. But but again, man, I mean, it's, it's why it's so important not to lose <laughs> to, to people like 45. You know, and I, you I was know? thinking about that today, Tommy. You know, when we talk about Trump's base, mm-hmm. his base is small and they vote at very high rates. Yep. Okay, so basically, his basis in terms of their their voting has topped off. Mm-hmm. It's not the, it's not more he's going to add to that base. Yeah, but the people who are not a part of his base, the runway is wide open, and that's why we need people to vote. Just imagine if we, if we talk about fifty percent of less forty five percent of our population voting is a successful vote. Imagine <laughs> if we had seventy and eighty percent. Yeah, that's that's where it's got to okay. go. That's where it's got to go. Seventy and eighty percent, because then what happens is. We wouldn't be dealing with some of these issues that we're confronted with right now. Yeah. Because these are the people in many cases who don't even get on these in these surveys and and these opinion polls. They don't poll. Correct. Absolutely correct. They don't poll and they don't vote. Yeah. And if we can get them to vote and particularly the ones who who are uh, adamantly opposed to a lot of these policies and stuff. Yeah. We can get them to vote. And I'm talking about the ones who can vote, not the ones right now who legally constrict it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's a group of people out there that can vote. And the problem is, as the Republicans are in office, 
as they are clamping down on more voter registration and more gerrymandering, it's going to make it very difficult for that other percentage of people out there, which is basically limitless, mm-hmm. uh, to, to for us to tap into. Yeah. Yep. All right, man, let's move away from the White House. And, and as we uh, get ready to wrap this, my assignment for the week, man, my boy, and I'm, I'm using more of his articles, man, because his stuff has just been on fire these last few weeks. Um, Michael Harriet at the uh, at the root. Um, he's got a new article. Um, it's called The Six Kinds of Woke White People. <laughs> and I'll I'll make sure this is posted on the podcast page. But Rand. Here, here's the list of, you know, y'all can go a little bit more in depth into the article, but the six, you know, the, you want to know the six types of woke white people? You know who they are? Okay. Yeah. You got the one, the white woteps, the woke, the woke tips. Okay. That's like MC Search. You remember MC Search from third base? <laughs> oh, yeah. Rachel Dahl, oh, yeah. Rachel Dolezal. <laughs> the Kardashians and Elizabeth Warren. They make the white woke tips. Um, number two is the, the safety Pinterest um, type of white people. Uh, you got Beto O'Rourke, um, any former Teen Vogue staffer, uh, Mika Brzezinski, and the rest of the Kardashians. Um, number three, he calls the dismantlers, which you look at Bernie Sanders, Kirsten Gillibrand, and uh, people who are with her. Who you know, you know, you know who you're talking about there. Uh, Hillary. Uh, four, uh, cool-ass white people, which you got Rachel Maddow, John Stewart, and the white dude in the rap group uh, with, with Killer Mike, Run the Jewels. Okay, that's the cool-ass white people. <laughs> uh, number five are the store-brand white people. Uh, Paul Ryan, Taylor Swift, Jimmy Fallon, people who buy Skechers, and any white woman named Frances. <laughs> and and then you got number six, the Trumple Stillskins, and that's Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, people who buy camouflage wallets, and Steve King. So those are the, uh, the and, and Obama needed that list before he ran in, in two thousand eight. But I'll, I'll make I'll make sure I'll make sure y'all that I have that uh, the full article, and it's funny, but it's kind of true. You know what I mean? Um, to a certain extent, it is kind of true. So. Kudos to Michael Harriet, man, at the root. Thanks for providing that that brief moment of humor <laughs> that we needed so much. Hey, man, let me play a clip, all right? And, and as we, we're gonna put the wrap on the show in a minute, but let me play this clip. And you probably heard it, but um, make sure you can hear it. Let, let's go. They, they keep blaming America for the sin of slavery, but the truth is, throughout human history, slavery has existed, and America came along as the first country uh, to end it within 150 years. And we get no credit for that to move forward and try and make well, good we, on we that. Well, we did have a, a very bloody civil yes. war or over that and issue. We also, and we also have the racial history, the remnants of the civil war, right. particularly blacks in the South. Correct. Yes. That, that was not and an easy and path. Still, I mean, that was bloody and violent and deadly. And there were Native we Americans here when we that. showed up. Yeah, we're yes. still, we my my point is that we were the, that the country true. that decided to end it and we're still dealing with the issue. But if you want to start a problem and to inflame racial tension even more, start blaming people who have nothing to do with slavery for the sin of slavery. That is not fair. That's not the American way. And we shouldn't be doing it. Rand, what the hell? <laughs> what the hell was that? First of all, that's Katie Pavlich. Um, she's a guest commentator on, on Fox News. Uh, 
Uh, what are your thoughts, man? I got mine. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna let you start, <sighs> man. You know, that's, 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 I don't even know whether that's so much to unpack, man. I mean, uh, one of the things her facts are wrong. Yeah, uh, Britain and, and France outlawed slavery, slavery, twenty and thirty years before we did. And let me, let me, let me help you a little bit more. America was really like thirteenth or fourteenth to do it to outlaw. Right. They were like, I mean, we were down on the list. You're right. 13th or 14th. Right. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, some of the other stuff, I, I couldn't really tell because there was several voices going in there, but it, it, it sounded like just sheer nonsense. And, and you it, know, it, the, it, the problem I had ran Harris Faulkner, you know, black female on Fox. Uh, she didn't really step know, in. I don't know. I don't, I don't know her, man. I, I, I mean, it, that, sounded, that sounded like Katrina Pearson saying that somebody mentioned slavery and she says, Look, Abraham Lincoln didn't have any black folks in his cabinet. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it, it sounded on it, it uh, sounded on that same that same that same uh, thread of logic right there, man. I, I, I well, you know, Katie, just, Katie, Katie, of course, you know, you know, who she, you know, she's a Becky, and Harris mm-hmm. Faulkner's, you know, she. It, it really took the, the white the woman who jumped in, which I'm so thankful that she was there. I'm so thankful she was there. She's one of the white, uh, she's libertarian commentary, commentator. She really jumped in to fix it. You know what I mean? She was the only one among the group who stated the fact that, hey, by the way, we did have a civil war. <laughs> America really was, you know, it wasn't that uh, these guys wanted to give up slavery. It's like they were forced, you know, and, you know, then, you know, she even pointed out, you know, OK, Reconstruction, Jim Crow. <sighs> I mean, that that's and, and the biggest the biggest problem, man, that's why I was talking about Donna Brazil going to Fox. That's why Donna Brazil needs to be at Fox. And hopefully, you know, she's not going to sit in the room like Harris did and just let somebody say something stupid that a lot of those folks who, who watch Fox that don't have who never studied any kind of real history in, in, in school. <laughs> Um, you know they didn't <laughs> they went to school if they probably <laughs> didn't go to school. <laughs> but she's this this Katie is going to be the kind of woman who's going to be hiring at Fox. You know what I'm saying? Eventually, in five to ten years, she's she's where what's that young girl Tommy? She's yes, where Tommy wants to be. Tommy's that's where Tommy's heading <sighs> a direction. So you know it, it's kind of frustrating, man. And, and when people say, uh, "Man, y'all need to get over it." You know, that's that's why, you know, I, I continue to say, you know, I, I put them in their place. I mean, don't don't step to me with that argument. You know, um, you know, even when it comes down to reparations and this all branched out of the discussion about reparations. That's why that's why they you know, they were having a conversation on on uh, reparations. They were talking about Elizabeth Warren. But when, when people like that say Stupid. And, and you know what? And that's why, you know, you've got a lot of these conspiracy folks. You've got uh, the nationalists. They use that in a way to feed their uh, what they say about blacks. You know what I mean? They use that from a person like Katie to perpetuate stereotypes and basically uh, force or, or try to force the government to ignore a lot of what goes on in, in, in our communities, man. And, and it was just, uh, it just, I mean, you know, I had to take some blood pressure medication after that, bro. Some brown liquor. Uh, but, um, 
Yeah. It was crazy, you got bro. You, man. It was crazy. You got and the same thing is, man, but, that. Yeah. But but to your point, yeah. You got people who are feeding themselves, who are consuming this stuff. Yeah. And actually believing it. Yeah. I mean I mean that's crazy. the thing. And pe- uh, yeah. And they're rationalizing behavior. I mean, I just saw something the other day, man. It's talked about the the counties where Trump had rallies. Mhm. The level of hate crimes increased by two thousand percent. Wow, it's believable. They did because he whoops people in, up in into the, a frenzy. You're right. I agree. Yeah, in the counties where, and you know, and because you know, again, back to the the, the lady from um, the prime minister from New Zealand, how oh. she, Just, how she went to the, she denounced. She denounced white supremacists. She denounced anti-Muslim behavior. She denounced uh, assault rifles mm-hmm. and how this guy can't do anything. Because, again, at the end of the day, yeah, um, the NRA and all these other groups, they got him. Yeah, they got him. He, he you know, that's that's the one thing people don't understand. He, he, he plays this tough role. But but he owes so many favors mm-hmm. and money. to maintain this to maintain this <laughs> image. Yeah, that basically he's a bitch. I mean, look what's happening with with North Korea now. Yeah, uh-huh. you know th- yeah. this love affair he had with uh, Kim. Uh, Kim has basically bitch slapped him. <laughs> you know, had this guy fly all the way across the world, all the way across the world. And Kim to turn iceberg said, slam on him. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's he, he he's ramping up. Mm. You know, so and then we hell we don't know what Putin has on him, man. That's that's the scary thing right there. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. But uh, what so, you got, man? Yeah. What you got, man? You know, this is my last my last full time show, man. I just want to thank all the listeners for supporting the show and supporting the Costopolis Network. If it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be on. We wouldn't be doing this every every week, man. Big time. And I want to thank them for allowing us to hijack an hour to an hour and a half of their time each week. <laughs> I mean, we did. We hijacked that time. <laughs> but I, I, I want them to know that, you know, everything we did here is, is, is because of them. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. Uh, we were trying to express the views and opinions of people that we know in our communities that don't get expressed, mm-hmm. that, are, that are silent. And won't, even though I won't be here on a, on, a, on a consistent basis, I plan to be a part of the show. I want people to continue to support the show, tell your friends, and uh, and support the network because Tommy B, you guys, I want you to understand, he's the mastermind behind all this. He is he's bringing in more and more voices, okay, voices that are that are very relevant that need to be heard, that somehow that are not being heard. And I need you guys to support them, to support them because this is very important uh, because if we don't support ourselves because one of the things we don't do in our community well is that support each other and we're asking you to support something that's free we're not asking for money but we will need some money though I'm going to tell you that five, oh, yeah. five bucks a month <laughs> five bucks a month come on now you guys buy that on, on a pack of cigarettes easily don't let us get on the NPR tip <laughs> that's right that's right that's right now that's right. We don't we, we don't have no doubt in that the CD to give away, but we but, but yeah, don't let us don't let us have a marathon. I got an old Sanford and Son VHS though. That's right. That's, that's right. That's right. I got I got some old access Atlanta TV with, with RuPaul on when, when he was star but when he was star booty. Star booty. Uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. 
But again, I want to thank everyone for the support. And also, I want to thank Tommy B for allowing me to be a part of this. Oh, man. Uh, I begged you to be a part of it. <laughs> no, he, Tommy B didn't, didn't beg me to be a part of no, it. He just called me up like, yo, man, we, we, you want to come over to the crib? You know, so. Yeah. Um, but again, I want to thank Tommy B and his and his uh, and his people, yeah. uh, Lady Janae, um, Superstar Nick, uh, and you know, and everyone else. And also, I want to thank our, our brother Tut. You know, he yeah. he was with Big us time. from the very beginning, and um, I know he's gone on to greener pastures now. I think he's having a lifestyle <laughs> change. Great, uh, more power to him. Hugged up, more power to him. <laughs> oh yeah. He booed up now. I saw the Facebook ladies, page. I, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He booed up, ladies. I'm sorry. He booed up now. <laughs> hey, man, I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much, dude. And and um, and, and you're going to be hearing, y'all going to be hearing commentary from, from Rand. Um, you know, we got so much, man. We got a lot. I mean, you know, I, I really, you know, my goal is to keep on through this, the rest of this Trump thing, man. Um, I think it's important. So um, I, I'm, I'm going to be counting on you, especially when it comes down to the voting issues and, and the political stuff. So uh, definitely, man, I, I, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, I know you got stuff to handle, man, and I totally respect it. So, uh, you know, it was a good run. 128. You said, hey, you, I'll get you to 100. You did better. So thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Oh, man. We, well, I'm, like I say, I'll, I'll be around once I once I finalize some things. Um, mm-hmm. We can probably get on a, something a little consistent. Good, 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 good. Hey, y'all go to castropolis.net. Uh, it's all there, uh, including um, all the other podcasts. You can stream there. Uh, we're on Instagram, GP3Homies. Everything is there. Uh, man, uh, there's a button on IG where you can stream us. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Podbean, TuneIn Radio. Uh, just search GP3Homies from the block. Uh, again, castropolis.net. Everything is there. You can stream, you can uh, select and support us on Patreon, as Rand was, as Rand was mentioning. Uh, that's how, you know, that's how we keep it going. That's how we keep the stream going. That's how we keep the lights on. So, Rand, hey, man, um, first week of spring. Uh, start your spring off right. Um, and thank you, man. And, and uh, you know, we, we talk all, you know, we'll continue to talk and, and connect and bring me uh, into the light on some things that I may not be aware of. Uh, that's how we play off each other. So um, thank you, man. Thank you so much. Hey, y'all. Thank you, bro. And with that said, round number 128 is in the can. And we out of here. Peace. Peace. You've been listening to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast. Connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail. 413-556-9546. Follow us on iTunes. Give us a five star. Follow us on SoundCloud. Search GP3, Homies from the Block. Special thanks to music by Millennial Nick, rap, SBDG, graphics, Lady J. Thanks for listening.